Postgrad and Hot Topics. Welcome back to Postgrad and Danny. What the hell? Hashtag colorism. And we are Postgrad and Black. I'm your host, Miles. And I'm your host, Samira. And today we are talking about the current situation in our community as Black individuals or Black people or people of color. Is it really in our community if we're about to get into colorism? Is it really our community? Is this person really in our community speaking for myself as a Black woman? Or is she more so in the culture of hip hop? Um, I don't really know her her ethnicity or race. So I guess we can just say she's in the culture of hip hop. So um, last week, uh, Danny Lee, she Lee or Lay, um, she released a song um, called Yellowbone. Uh, I'm assuming it's called Yellowbone. And let okay. me just let me just go over some of the lyrics. Yellowbone, that's what he wants. What he wants. What he wants. Yellowbone, that's what he wants. What he wants. Proud of me. Proud of me. Blah blah blah. Yellowbone is what he wants. What he wants. So it's a short song. Talking about, you know, um, if anybody knows what a yellow bone is, I'm pretty sure a lighter skinned woman. Uh, Danny herself is not black. She identifies as Dominican. Um, we're not going to even get into that topic. <laughs> so when she released this song, she got a lot of backlash for being uh, called a colorist. And basically her response was, y'all hating the song is about me. So she dismissed all those comments about colorism. And um, in return, I see some comments saying like, you, you guys don't say anything when it's a song about chocolate or brown skin or whatever the case may be. But anytime a lighter skinned woman makes a song about being light skinned, it's a problem. So the ignorance associated with those comments is one, either the lack of knowledge or the lack of accountability or two, just flat out ignorance. You just don't know. Understanding like how colorism works and not just the black community, the Hispanic community, the Asian community, the um, Indian community, any of color people have experienced colorism. So it's basically, if we wanna go to the Google definition, colorism is prejudice, or discrimination against individuals with a dark skin tone, typically among people of the same ethnic or racial group. Let's go back. Colorism is prejudice or discrimination against individuals with a dark skin tone. So when we're talking about those um, having a preference over lighter or darker skinned people, when people say she's not being a colorist, if we go back to it, she said he wants what? Let's go back to the lyrics. Teachers. She said that this per particular person, whoever she's referring to, Come on. her man, he said that he wanted yellow bone. That's what he wants. So if, if you want something, that's a what? Preference. Yes. So cool. Back to the definition. Prejudice against individuals with a darker skin tone. So he's saying he prefer lighter skin. We're not talking about pre preference here. Um, this conversation gets a little bit sticky because we know that in this country or in our community as well, lighter skin people have certain privileges over black people because the closer you are to the oppressor, the better you are, the more acceptable you are. Read your own, do your own knowledge. Google has plenty documentaries about colorism plenty of resources. I'm not really getting into that, but the fact that she dismissed this 
as colorism was a problem. So then we fast forward and she starts talking about, um, she releases a, a public apology and she said, I apologize for whatever, but I don't see color. You know, I never understood color. First of all, you're from Dominican, the Dominicans. If you don't see color, that's just, that's just bizarre to me. And secondly, she also said, I am, I'm dating a chocolate man and I have d darker skinned friends. What does it sound like to y'all? What does it sound like? Someone who is in denial about colorism and instead of trying to understand their audience and the complaints of black women, they just dismiss it. So the, the apology was not sincere. Um, it's not genuine. It's basically like, you know, I didn't, it's no harm done. I didn't mean it after you had already told us we're haters. So my question to you, Miles, is as a black man, do you believe colorism exists or do you feel like it's something that black women makes up? No, um, I do believe colorism exists. Um, although I have not experienced it myself because if somebody tried me, I'm sorry, it's, it's gonna be in the end of the conversation because at this point, ignorance is bliss in this country and it's just, it's just, it's just, it's out of control. That's all I got to say. But um, I have um, a lot of black, darker skin toned friends. Um, so that are women. And yes, they've told me stories about them experiencing discrimination against themselves due to their skin color or anything like that. And I believe that it's unnecessary and it's uncalled for. And it's unfortunate to say that the music industry really portrays that as, you know, they keep it going. It's not, they don't, mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people speak on it, you know, Brown Skin Girl, that's a song, but is, although, are yes, that's- really being praised? Are we really being praised? Yeah, are, are, are you guys really being acknowledged and say, oh yes, you guys are worth, you know, you guys mm -hmm. are this and that are, you know, is somebody coming up and saying, let's end this colorism because it's getting, it's affecting the community as a whole. I haven't, I haven't witnessed that. And if it has, I, I haven't seen it. So um, yes, I do believe colorism is a thing, but also you said a good point um, when you were saying talking, you said um, she doesn't see color. And to <laughs> me, um, I've heard that a lot from a lot of people not trying to bring Trump into this because he's gone, he's out the door, he's already out. But it's just the fact that all these so-called patriots said the same thing. I don't see color, all lives matter. Mm. So when anybody says, I don't see color, that's kind of just a, a bullshit excuse of them saying, mm -hmm. oh, I'm sorry, but not really saying I'm sorry. But they really don't really mean I'm sorry either. So it's kind of a gray area. Also- and it's like it's disrespectful to your audience who are the, the black people that do support you. Like, hold on now, see my color. Yes. I didn't say, you know, I didn't say it's a, it's a insult to see color. You know, we do see color. We do because color is associated with culture. That's a way of paying someone respect when you understand where they come from. So it's just like, hold on, you do see my color and don't dismiss me and people of my color. We're speaking up about, how that song was not appropriate. And it was just disrespectful. And then she had the audacity to have some box braids in her hair. 
and was just like, fuck y'all. You know, he want him a yellow bone. This song was about me. That's cool. You should, it was more, the, if he wanted a yellow bone, if that song was about you, the reference will be different. Yeah. And my thing is the lyrics she said, like you read the lyrics and she said he wants a yellow bone. How many times? She didn't say he wants a yellow bone like me to say, right. you know, this is about me. She just said he wants a yellow bone. Okay. You didn't say anything like, oh, he wants a yellow bone like me. You know, my name is Dan, you know, something, something like that. But it's just, it when people say, I don't see color, it's kind of like a... But hold on, Miles, what is a yellow bone? Is that a color to you? Ain't that a color? Yeah, it is. So how don't you see color, but you see your own color? It don't, <laughs> don't make know. sense. I don't know. I don't, it don't make sense because at the end of the day, everybody has, everybody on this earth originated from a dark-skinned Black woman, and that's just my opinion. Um, also, when, when you were talking, you said, um, you mentioned that she would, she used the argument of they make songs about brown skin girls. And my question is- She didn't say that, but the people in the comments, the people who were defending her said okay, that. Okay, well, the people in her comments, basically her, because her fan base is attached to her. Anything that's, <laughs> your fan base is attached to you. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it is her. Anyways, but people were saying they make songs about brown skin girls. You know, why don't we, why isn't there an issue about that? Why is it every time somebody gets called out for something, they want to say, well, why didn't this happen? Why didn't, deflect. yeah, deflect. Why is that? And why do you think that is? And I feel like it's originated and it's became more prevalent because of the recent administration that we had in the White House because Trump was the main person to deflect and you know do all this. And even though it's been around before Trump existed, but it's always a deflecting thing. And I can admit I deflect sometimes, but I don't do it to the extent of, well, saying I apologize. And then on the other hand say, well, why are they doing songs and I can't do it? That's a backhanded apology to me. So that's what I got to say about that. Um, but another example, um, I know a lot of people on social media have been witnessing the VH1 signed episode with Rick Ross and mm -hmm. he had two artists, two female singers, R&B singers, you know, they're competing for his brand and a light skinned girl came up two piece, breasts out, stomach out, tight skirt showing all her curves and she up there singing um i'm not gonna downplay her talent she she is she could be a good talent but when she came up there and started singing it wasn't it it wasn't going for me and then for the audacity for her to say yeah somebody else has the same song as me and go ahead and point the girl out who's obviously a darker skin tone than you says oh yeah we have the same song so i want you to hear the difference i want you to hear how different we are and basically saying mine's better than hers without her even opening her mouth to sing and so the dark-skinned girl goes up sings sounds very good and they weren't feeling her and why hmm i think it's because she was a darker skin tone she had kinky curly hair whatever she had in she wasn't straight like the light-skinned girl she didn't have her body showing like the light-skinned girl but they weren't feeling her and then 
Rick Ross even already said that he doesn't, he can't have females signed to his brand, his label, because he thinks that he's going to have sex with them. <laughs> the nerve. Me the, being the a black man, man, me being a black man that really kind of affects the whole black men stereotype, how we just are always trying to have sex with somebody who looks good. Right. Me in general. So what do you think of that? First, what I want to say is to the people that's like, oh, you know, that's how the industry is, this and that. Let's let's talk about hip hop originated to empower, to inspire, to talk about the struggles of our community and give it was our voice. It's our music. So something that was originated in positivity, something that was originated in black, pure blackness. I'm not talking about you can be any shade. You know, you have you have the talent, you have the talent. And it's just like turned into something different and especially when you go thinking about like from something that was heavily male dominated and then when women are trying to enter into this industry you have to be entered into a certain way right yes. you have to come in as either half naked half naked you know <laughs> and I'm not talking about people always you know we as young women we can look any kind of way but I'm talking about the expectation if you want to sell you have to be the look, you have to be the image. And the image is what they created and what we in turn internalized. So of course, the first thing that men are looking at when they're trying to sign you is, they're not looking at them listening to them lyrics. They're like, oh, can we market her? Is she a good market? Does she fit the image? Does she fit the status quo? Instead of, oh, does she have talent? So immediately we, we look at shows like American Idol, like all of them shows, they always say, you know, you don't have the image or we can mold. We're looking for someone we can mold into a celebrity. We can make you a celebrity. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, of course, color has plays a big part of that. You know, one of the greatest women rappers, you know, Little Kim. I don't know if she's still in denial, but it was just like coming in as a darker skinned woman. She did get called ugly. She did get called this because of her features, because of her skin tone. And it's just like, we know color does colorism does play a part in all of this you know so it's no no shock no shocker uh, I really do that believe that's what that's based out of and it's just it's just sad nowadays I feel like sometimes we are coming out of that which means because of social media you have different platforms that you can reach people and have genuine yes. followers and supporters and you don't need someone to market you to look a certain way but if you want those bitcoins the the millions the the all of that the the contract and all that yes you do have to fit a certain mode and the reason why they have these modes because it's easy to market people you know you don't have to tweak much you can turn someone into what you need them to be so they can make you your money and they can get their money and so be it but it's really wow. sad even JT you know you get you, JT versus Carisha and they're not in no I'm not putting them side by side but I'm saying the response that Carisha gets versus what JT gets for being a darker skinned mm -hmm. woman. And I don't care what nobody say. People say, well, she's just not that attractive or this and that. And it's just like, what about her is not attractive because her, her nose is broader because her skin is darker. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like the same kind of, it just does, it has not changed. And people are being more aware of it. The awareness might've grew, but the situation at large is, is still what it is. You know, you still have artists, Chris Brown, <clears throat> 
for example, bashing wow. black women for being darker skinned, for having kinkier hair, um, not letting people who look a certain way, women, dark skinned women into their section. Uh, just colorism is, is still prevalent, you know, it still weighs apart. And people yeah. want to try to um, say it's okay because it's okay to have a preference. But if you want to do some real self-reflection, if you want to be real and you want to look at yourself in the mirror, if you pers- if you prefer something that your mom wasn't, you know, you your the people you surround yourself are not. I feel like that's some it's some self-hate in there. When you look in the mirror, you see something that you weren't raised into that you prefer. Like I prefer white women, all white women. I don't want to date black women, but my family's black. The person who raised me was black. My community is black. The the things I want to look like and, and, and get the richest, all, all the culture is black, but yeah, I don't want anything ha- to, to associate with black when it comes to like relationships, mm-hmm. when it comes to having kids. I don't want black kids. I want them to be mixed with something else. That's all rooted in self-hate. And a lot of times people are not even honest to look in the mirror and just, and figure out where does that stem from? So yeah, yeah going back to the Rick Ross part. Yeah, I definitely agree. Colors yeah. and all. And I think that, and you can look back at all the other female rappers or artists from back in the day, like Queen Latifah got hate because she was fat or because she didn't, you know, maybe not fat, but she was overweight at times. She she was just hardcore. Yeah, she was a tomboy and she still is kind of, and she got hate for that. And it's like, you know, I am a black male. I don't know why to keep saying that, but it's just the fact that I kind of directly feel, you know, feel for the black women, the darker skin tone, because it's, it's mainly because I am black and I just feel for anybody who's black and gets discriminated. Exactly. So I don't feel like it's under any gender based towards it. So, yeah, but I just feel for that. And um, my question for you is, do you think that if the market, if the algorithm in the hip hop or music industry market were to change, do you think it would drastically change like these higher artists such as Cardi B and all those people that are, you know, selling, I'm not gonna say selling sex, but you sell, they're like they're selling their bodies and their image to create a bigger platform for themselves because you see females that are dressed, you know, with less clothing on compared to females that are dressed with more clothing on and you don't see them at a high, at the same platform, even though they make both make the same music and they both are good artists, but they're just yeah. not on the same level. So what would you, how would you, let me see. Do you think the market would drastically change somebody's career? in this present moment, if it were to change right now? I don't think I'm looking for um, an adjustment to what's currently being displayed. I am looking for an all-inclusive, yeah, a door opening for more opportunities. So for me, I don't care if you're on stage shaking your ass. We all know money, like besides money, whatever, what's the other thing that sells? As women, we all know sex sales in general, sex sales with men, women. That's not, I don't care about that. I don't care about Megan's or um, I do like Megan. I do care. I'm saying I don't, I don't care that they doing what they yeah. do. I don't care about Megan's, Cardi's, um, Nikki's. 
I care that it's it's just them and that the media refuses to open mm-hmm. that mainstream platform to all so it's more inclusive. Yeah. I don't believe we should take any of them away. I think yeah. we should add more to the, the pot. And people okay. keep saying, well, you have a choice. You can, but these 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 artists are being are mainstream for a reason because they're constantly constantly playing and they're constantly getting exposure. Mm-hmm. Throw more artists in there. Throw more women in there. Throw more women who are not as feminine. You know, throw more masculine. Throw more conscious women. Throw more all kinds of different artists in the pot. And I don't like when I get when people backlash or they receive backlash because oh they're talking about this and that and it's just like so what. People want to talk about what they want to talk about. But the issue at large is the media's goal is to keep that window small of who they want to market. So open it up. And then maybe a change will be everybody can get marketed. You know, everybody can see things as success being attainable in the music industry without having to do all that. They can see different options or whatever. So just open that up. But a lot of artists now are becoming independent. You know, they're like, fuck it. Y'all not gonna market me. Y'all not gonna do this. I don't. I don't want to sign. You know, I'm not signing. That's not me. And a lot of times, it's just like instead of forcing the artist to adapt, include a platform for them to reach others as well. Because it's a, we, it's it's a platform out there. It's a, definitely a market for anybody. Shaking ass to praying <laughs> about that. It does not matter. It's a platform now. I wish the media will open it up more. But you know, why would you open it up more if you can control the image? You can control the money. You can control the people response. Once you got people mind and what is deemed as worthy and what attractive, you, know, you will always make money off of them. So it's not even the media's, the media is always going to be, the, the people running it, white, rich, white men that's running it know what the fuck they're doing. You know, they got statistics to back it up. So it's just like whenever that door opens and sometimes people get tired and they open their own doors, which we yeah. seen. Yeah. 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 Definitely. So yeah, I agree with that. I just wanted to see your, you know, your perspective. So, um, yeah, and I I'm not against you know shaking ass, you know, mm-hmm. praying praying, you know, Bible thumping, mm-hmm. doing whatever you got to do to create sales. It's it is it's 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 your prerogative, you know. That do what do what makes you happy. But I just wanted I, to be all yeah. inclusive as well you know, allow other people to get a chance to create their dreams and do what they want. So I do have two questions and that's all I have, but. Yeah, I do want to add a quick point. Um, Back to like music at one point was about passion. It was a purpose, you know, yeah. I cut on the city girls. I know it's going to put me in a center mindset. When I cut on Megan, Megan to me is all about empowerment too. Cardi is about empowerment three. And it's just like, sometimes I listen to Lauren Hill or Erica. It's just like music, it's a passion there. And without passion, you just listen to bullshit. And I feel like a lot of times people, that's what separates an artist from an entertainer. An entertainer is just giving giving you the hype. But an artist is caring about their lyrics, caring about the way it's going to perceive and what kind of energy they're willing to get off. When you paint a picture, you paint and it's a purpose there. You know, you freestyle or whatever, but it's a, you're trying to get a reaction from your audience. And I feel like a lot of music nowadays is missing that passion, that soul, which is why I connect to a lot of old, older music because I feel the soul. No matter if they're talking about bumping and grinding or love, it's just like it's a passion there that you feel. And I feel like we're missing that soul component to music, just rambling in our heads. So 
Go ahead. Okay, so since you brought that one up, I'm, I don't know if I'm gonna ask this question, but I'm asking this question here. I know you said rapping or singing about something that makes you happy or, you know, what, to that point, to that extent. So my question is to you, do you think if somebody like Meg Thee Stallion, Nicki Minaj, somebody of the higher echelon, the upper echelon of mm-hmm. the music industry were to say, okay, I want to switch it up. I want to switch it up and try to shock somebody. So do you think that Megan Thee Stallion were to start rapping about, I don't know, something else other than what she currently raps about, which is mm-hmm. body positivity, things yeah. like that. Do you think that that would affect her fan base? And do you think? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Like I'm. Let's talk about all all talk all misogyny all playing the game role put to the side when you focus on like sales. When we're talking strictly sales, you have to have consistency in your fan base first. A prime example of somebody switching up Beyonce prime example i love the way she has involved oh, yeah she has, i thought she you were gonna say i'm saying i'm saying if they switch it up and everything just drops because people don't want to hear you oh she have, switched it up no Never. but beyonce oh, yeah. but beyonce will forever if beyonce but, were to sing about wait, i want to bring up a point beyonce switched it up so if you compare her music from 10 years ago to her music now it's growth it's no longer it's she's not talking about the same things to what she was talking about before completely switched it up and she always been this black mogul but she really got she, she don't hide it no more you know she about black lives matter she's about black empowerment she really changed her her whole target and in, res, in response because she had all these fans all these years you know she was able to do that it's the consistency you have to build a certain level of consistency with your fans and audience and i feel like mm-hmm. it would be too soon for megan to just switch up i don't know i like her music i feel like it can go either way but if she just switched up and completely went gospel you know it's not the time to do that because you she's still she's still new so she's yeah. still building things up but if she want to do kudos but it's definitely going to mess it's going to change her sales it's going to change her market you know it can either hinder her or help her but it's about giving us hit after hit album after album so no i don't feel like anybody's currently now that's popular cardi b megan the the newer people in the game because they're still new compared to nikki and beyonce no drake isn't or drake you know so it just takes some some time i would say so back on the topic of colorism because that's what we're here about um i'm gonna (laughs) go ahead and ask these two questions and i guess we can end it after these questions but my question is, do you think that colorism correlates or slash translates into somebody being racist? Um, okay. Because I, know, I know in the video, Dan Lee or whatever, how you say her names, I apologize, said that I'm not, I'm not racist. Okay, nobody said you were racist, but maybe somebody did say she was racist. But that's my question. I think it depends. I think colorism and racism definitely does go hand in hand. Um, I feel like his colorism is an extension of racism, right? Because racism is focusing on the discrimination against um, people because of the color of their skin. In particular, in particular, the racist ones in our country, because they have the power and they benefit from the privilege of being the ones not oppressed 
is white people, right? So if you think about the way colorism was set up in this country, you think about the Dow test, the paper bag test back in the day, if you were um, lighter than a certain shade, you can be admitted into school, or if you were lighter than a certain uh, color, you got certain privileges. So it all extends from racism. I mean, from racism, because you want to put the most per important person, quote unquote, the white people at the top, and then the closer you are to that shade of white, the more privilege you have. And it's always, you know, if you look at the world, up north is has much more money than the, the southern. So how the world is even set up, if you're closer to the equator, those are usually areas that are more impoverished, darker skinned people, um, et cetera. So it's just like, yes, I feel like colorism and racism go hand in hand. It depends. In Danny's case, she can still be considered She's not even black. This is interesting because mm. she don't even identify as black. Mm. So in her case, she could be considered racist. Okay. If uh, if what Think she said it. was not strongly based in color. So if she was to say, um, yes, so no, in this situation, I don't believe uh, I would label her as racist. I yeah. would say it's not far from it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's that path, but because it's solely based on color, and her refusal to see color, that's racist. Yeah. So yeah, going back to racism, it's not far-fetched. You're giving us racist vibes just from her apology alone. So from her song, I'll say, girl, you got a little bit of colorism and you need to fix it because she is of color. But because she says she dismissed color, I will go back to the racist corner because she is, she's benefiting from colorism, the privilege. She's not white. So she's not benefited from racism directly but definitely directly from colors. It's I don't know. It's like a spectrum. So I wouldn't. Yeah, it's a spectrum. And I mean, I, would, I wouldn't label her as racist either. I would just say yeah. that she made a grave error and yeah. that she needs to honestly come true to herself. Maybe she needs to go seek professional help. Maybe she needs to read a know, book. Yeah, read a book or watch Hidden Colors. Um, I suggest everybody read, go watch that. Hidden Colors. Um, but yeah, I personally think that she just made a mistake. She made an error and she just needs to be open and reflect to herself and just see the yeah. mistake and own up to it. So my I'm not even coming down hard. People like to come down hard or whatever. It's the fact that we, your consumers are telling you you have disrespected us and you have no care to fix. No remorse. No remorse. And that's where it comes in. It's just like, People make mistakes all the time. I mean, we've seen a couple tweets from the city girls, you know, they, they, but they addressed it and they moved forward. And mm -hmm. that's all about what life is. We are black. And so we are going to be put in certain situations where we have to check our mentality, our slave mentality, what's mm -hmm. been brought to us, our culture, what you, so it's all about growth and yeah. it's like attacking the individual. It's just like, acknowledge it, learn from it, move forward. Don't do the shit again. Yeah. Don't do that shit. Anyways. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I do agree with that statement that you said, you know, we are black people and we're put in a box and we have to basically guard all boundaries of ourselves. We got to guard the front, both sides and the back. And I don't want to make it about race, but it's, you know, I feel as if black people have to be more cautious about what they say because it can ruin, you know, it can ultimately ruin somebody's career. And like, I mean, I guess what, I guess Caucasian people, their careers have been ruined as well, but it's not mm -hmm. like, I feel You'd like, be high and dry. yeah, 
but I feel like they're gonna make it, you know, those people that are called out for something and they, that cancel culture, but that cancel culture makes them even more popular. You know what I'm saying? You only cancel yeah. if somebody white cancels you, like Nick Cannon. When they took his ass out, I mean, he's still supported, <laughs> but they canceled him. That's a you, you, you looking at your money, and you're like, damn, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the impact. And but when we cancel, what's his, what's that nigga name? Tory, sorry, Tory Lanez. When we cancel him, he seemed um, a surplus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just like cancel culture only, cancel culture only benefits if someone white or in power cancels you because for some reason when black people can't, we can't even get together to cancel you properly <laughs> you know the only time cancel culture work for us was the montgomery boycott so bus boycott so it's just like that is <laughs> that how that is how canceling should look you should be so, losing money off of us so we so we need to come together and not support and just boycott and, yeah i'll be not streaming her shit and pick you it know, and walk together. down the street no okay anyways my last question is and this kind of goes in a different direction from the music industry in itself mm-hmm. do you believe that corporations or bigger countries not countries companies trigger or increase the in- conflict between different skin tones or hair types um oh come on now the natural hair movement you know being told that if you have locks or natural hair that they won't hire you um so of course uh do you think it directly well obviously it directly relates to the music industry but you know i just want to see how you feel about it and i know i already know how you feel about it but i want everybody to feel this this energy that you it's 2021 so i would motherfucker would say something about my hair and hair type i'm going straight to hr i'm keeping data information because I'm, I'm i'm sensing a lawsuit on discrimination because it is it's something that you know we had to grow out of just, just our parents you know were a product of not being able to wear certain hairstyles and be and not being acceptable you have to look more white it goes back into racism and all feeds back into racism needed to look more white in order to attain a certain amount of success in this country playing the game assimilation all those things trigger from racism colorism in this conversation is definitely one of them colorism even goes down to featureism we even seen and come on come on what's that um show called atlanta housewives or basketball wives sure i don't know remember with um og and Evelyn, what yeah. show are they on? Um, basketball Wives. Yes. Remember they had an issue where um, they were just like, Chris, Kristen, which is also another darker skinned woman on the show. She was like, I, they're not colorists. They never were colorists to me. I'm dark skinned. I'm this and that. But baby girl, you're dark skinned with Indian features. You have a small nose. You have really fine curly hair mm-hmm. compared, to Eve- oh, compared to OG who's darker skinned, but she has black features, you know, a broader, broader nose. Broader this girl is you know built so it's just like she features. plays indoor football. you know people who darker skin really look like bernice uh burger darker skin woman she's definitely darker skin woman but i wouldn't label her as having the same struggles as being dark skin compared to come on who's og who i was just talking about just because her features are more delicate she has a smaller you know smaller thing yeah. so that's when you look into 
when you look really pay attention to magazines back, especially like if you go five, 10 years ago, when they were saying they're including that one dark skinned person, that one dark, real dark person, but their nose was small. You know, they had nice Eurocentric, um, not nice. Um, I'm not saying. Cheekbones were high. Exactly. Jawline was sharp. It's just like, stop playing with us. Colorism breaks down further than what it actually is. And then to be that token black person, you don't even look black. You always look racially ambiguous you know it looks like you're mixed with something yeah. you're you're from the islands or you're from you're mixed with native so it's just like to be a raw dark skin black woman you know without any exotic looking features that they say like a scissor now scissor has what she had the freckles she has what you know so like not who's well i can't think on the top of my head but just to be a, a darker skinned woman um i mean Society. I mean, even the controversy between Beyonce and Kelly Rowland. Yes, but her Kelly, dad, her dad right. even said it. I mean, exactly. Dad, so, and Kelly, uh, the question is, if Kelly was lighter, would she have? Would she be? Would she um, be able to create more sales, sales, and be on a? But my thing is also, you know, Alicia Keys. Well, we getting too we go we going we get too you know, far. So, we gonna have to have a part two of this. Yeah, part two may be coming soon. But um, yeah, but I do believe that corporations do feed into that because even you know you said it breaks down into subcategories. Even when you're overweight or your body doesn't look a certain way, you know people look at that and they may not say that they're they're not discriminatory or they're not prejudiced. They are, but everybody's prejudiced you know prejudice yeah. is judgment so to be ignorant that you can't be prejudiced is that's where the issue comes from you know the denial of it you know so it's just like prejudice versus preference or you know or just you know having a bias towards other people but i definitely agree so so, so yeah so overall thoughts to end off this episode about colorism um danny you are definitely wrong um and it was really disrespectful to the people who do love and support you, especially you are in our culture, you and you're in our music, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, have pay a little bit more respect and to all people supporting her, you, you know, and whatever it can be, I don't give a fuck, honestly. At the end of the day, wrong is wrong, right is right. And just self-educate, you know, understand instead of quit dismissing black women as just complaining, like try to understand yeah. us because we do a damn good job of trying to understand and forgive all the people who have done us wrong in this today's society so just there's still no justice for Breonna Taylor but go ahead yep no justice for really anybody because I'm not gonna get into that topic but um I want to feed off what you said and just to end it off real quick is you said um we already face we already face enough of it so why are we going to continue to face it within our own communities or industry We're whatever it is any community you know niche whatever you're in why are we going to continue to put people down or oppress people in what we say or things that we do but um yeah i do think that colorism still exists and in order for it to go away, we all just need to acknowledge everybody's differences and 
accept everybody for who they are and just continue yeah, to true. protect our peace because that's what we're doing. And keep speaking up. Don't ever silence yourself. Motherfuckers going to get the hold them accountable for all everything you support. You got to say so. If you buying a stream, if you supporting them, you got to say so and in every little thing that has to deal with you and your money. Yeah. And yeah, in your culture. So yeah but so that is the hot topic for today um thank you guys for tuning in make sure you please like share comment leave a review and uh shoot don't be afraid to dm us if you have your own experiences we would love to continue this segment because this can go on for whatever but me i'm darkest i'm dark skin miles is a little caramel i'm a a little caramel so uh, these are definitely based on our perspective and our own knowledge and self self learning that we did for ourselves. So if you definitely have any points, factors, things we that you want to comment, please never hesitate to reach out. Yeah. Don't ever hesitate to reach out because this topic, like she said, is going to still continue to go on. So continue the conversation, share, yeah, and. Be on the lookout for more episodes because uh, we ain't stopping. So exactly. I am your host, Miles. And I'm your host, Samira. Thank you. And we are Post-Grad and Black. Black. See you next time.